Hello and welcome to Case Reopen. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and I am joined by, as always, the lovely and mysterious Kyle Bradford. How's it Hello. going, Kyle? It's going terribly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick. I, I'm running on five hours of sleep. But I did watch Conan. Two episodes, picking me in up. fact. Hell yeah. It's picking me up. And we're going to go through two exciting episodes of Detective Conan today. <laughs> Indeed. I'm sorry that we're a day late, everyone. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Bad Kyle. It's working late. Delaying the podcast. But we have some good news. Next week, we'll see the return of our other co-host, Soju. Justin. I am so excited. The oh. legend, the madman himself, he will be returning after a, a semi-lengthy absence. He's been dealing with some health issues, but he's all good now, so we'll... Fingers crossed he'll be back next week. That's the plan. Truly, truly so, blessed. Finally, an expert on Conan, back on the Conan Rewatch podcast. Yeah, so we'll actually have good episodes with some knowledge instead of like us just reciting bad vines or TikTok videos. <laughs> we, no, don't, we. Don't okay, I guess we have to explain it now. So there's this terrible TikTok guy who's just this really fat dude and he dresses up like a pig. And then the video is just him, like, I don't know, what's he even eating? Is it, like, beans or something? It's shit? beans. Yeah, it's beans. He just has beans in, like, a dog food container, but he's dressed <laughs> up like a pig, and he's just putting his mouth in it, and he's weeing like a pig. It's not good. I love it. Oh, uh, we should also explain, because we talked before how, like, the second we talked about the cursed TikToks Twitter, it went down. It's not back, but... Yeah, there's a new one. It's at Real Bad TikToks. So that's the Twitter account if you want to follow it. So you can see Johnny Ridlin, who's the pig guy. It's disgusting. He's bad. Oh, God. He is not invited onto our podcast. I, I clicked the link and now I'm just like scrolling through a few. I can't go down this rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Yeah, not okay. not during, Let's talk about during the episode. Let's talk about Kenny Adagawa. Um, the first episode we're going to talk about today is episode 45 of the anime, which is the facial mask murder case, which is thankfully not the piggy mask murder case. It's <laughs> aired January 27th, 1997, so we're, we're, we're fully committed to 1997 now, Kyle. We're in it. The year when, what came out? Final Fantasy VII, Ocarina of Time. Half-Life? Half, yeah, oh. the first one? I think yeah, so. the first one. Yeah, yeah. So. The second one didn't come out till like 2001 or, or maybe it was 98. Maybe I'm thinking 98. Half Life. Oh, we're all fucked now. Yeah, I apologize. It was 98 for Half Life. Oof. I'm a hack. Oof. Yeah, not a real games journalist. Hopefully not. Um. <laughs> so yeah, this episode starts off with. I I kind of love how this begins because we it kind of has like a false alarm here where. We have like this really intense music, and then these two police officers officers arrive at this house and receiving no response when they use the intercom. And they're about to open the door to this house when they're greeted by a, a scary sight and a woman, which is ah, and she's wearing a facial mask. So and, scary. And she has some dark lipstick on, and they're just like, "Whoa, jeez." Yeah, who does that? Come on, lady, don't scare us with these facial mask we don't want to see that shit disgusting <laughs> yeah women they're just disgusted at the idea of a woman they're like yeah 
Uh, they then mentioned that the security system went off, and they then they spot a cat that triggered the alarm. So they're like, oh, okay, it's just a cat. So everything seems fine. Neko. They leave. Yeah, nice little, nice little kitty cat. But uh, I really like this opening because we're so used to like something bad happening at the beginning, and we just kind of got a, a false cut here. Interestingly, sets up the case as well. Like a lot of stuff is planted right here. That's very important. That like when you're first watching it, it's just like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, indeed, they did a great job of setting up the whole case with this. Um, the episode then cuts to Kogo, Ron, and Conan leaving a Chinese restaurant. Kogo, Kogoro remarks that it's already 9.41 and that they have to hurry home as Yoko Okino's new drama's about the air. And then Kogoro, blinded by love, um, starts crossing the road without looking, and he almost a gets maniac. hit by a car. He rolls. Would you do that for your love? Yeah. But like if it was an idol? Like a person only on TV? Idols. I only fall in love with idols. Oh, good man. There's this girl on Twitter... I've fallen for it. I've, I was showing um, I was showing Kyle her this morning, but she's this Japanese chick that just like, her whole thing, her whole aesthetic is that she's just depressed. It's really good. Um, it's. Do you remember I sent you her? Yeah, Katie Hanpen. Hanpen. Yeah, yeah. Hanpen. I don't know how to say it. Is K A T Y, H A N P E N. But check out her feed. It's just her whole aesthetic is like looking ugly despite being hot which is truly Tyler just ideal. found out what cheek is <laughs> I don't know is, is that a term <laughs> yeah it's like a whole fashion thing being like ugly you look sickly fashion. and and like you're you look tired and just sick and I thought, were, I thought like hot. all supermodels were just tired and sick because they don't eat that's you know that's fair so I feel like maybe it's maybe it can be both, you know. Yeah, sometimes chic just comes naturally. Like when you look at like yeah. primo Kate Moss, where she was like primo eighty-seven pounds. You know, like that's the ideal woman. <laughs> you may not like it. Yeah, <laughs> you may not like it, but that's the ideal woman. Uh yeah. So Koger almost gets hit by a car, and then like hilariously, he starts yelling at the driver. He's like, you almost hit me. Um, the driver He stepped out being, into traffic. Yeah. Uh, the driver winds up being Izumi Takio of the TM security company. And then Conan and Ron kind of admonish their father saying, hey, you're the one who walked right in front of his car. So it's kind of your fault. Uh, Takio then gets a phone call. And on the other end is none other than Inspector Megary. Uh, Kogoro then just steals the phone out of this guy's hand, which is like hilarious. Kogoro's pretty great in these two episodes, by the way. I'm really loving it. When is he not great? He's the best. Well, yeah, character. but it feels like he had like a lot of chances to shine. Is what I'm saying. You're not wrong. Um, so yeah, Kogoro just steals the phone, and it's like, "Oh, Megary, how's it going?" Whoa. Um, and then he he's on the case for another murder. They find out that somebody was killed, and that uh, Takio had talked to him earlier. Uh, and then we see Takio attempt to run away as he's named a witness to the case. And then Kogoro chases after him. He apprehends him. Then he takes him to the crime scene. Conan's kind of f- confused by this whole thing because the police wouldn't call a suspect on the phone. They try to, you know, capture him. Uh, Kogoro then arrives with Takio, but Megari reveals that he isn't actually a suspect. 
Um, and then we learn the timeline of event, events here. Uh, Takuya arrived here at 8 p.m., then he left at 8.40. Uh, this is all according to a security tape, which becomes important later. Uh, however, he's not the murderer, as the victim was still alive when her daughter came to visit at 8.50, and then she met the security guards at 9 o'clock, which is what we saw at the very beginning of the episode. And I, the one thing I did like about this episode was just how we had, like, all the facts like lined up from the very beginning and we get to actually watch like the security cam footage so it seemed like we were on um completely equal footing with the characters in terms of knowledge sometimes the show will do stuff where you know they learn stuff off screen and then it keeps it away from the right. viewer so like right before the commercial break conan's like oh i figured it out and then yeah, they like, and, and they later. do kind of do that later on with the, the at the very end. But for most of the episode, we're all on an even playing field, which was fun because I like figured out something early here, but I couldn't figure out the actual case because I was like, this doesn't tie together. Um, because, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I figured out when we get to it. But uh, oh. like, I had a really fun time rewatching this because like, it might just have been me remembering parts of this from when I first saw it, but I, I still didn't know exactly how this case went down, which kept me on my feet, and I really enjoyed watching it. So, the victim is Kojima Ikiko. Um, Kojima. Kojima. Kojima? Kojima Productions? Yeah. <laughs> what a name. Yeah, she's a famous game developer. I almost sneezed, but I didn't, so now I just seem like an asshole. Um, so yeah, she owns a cheap electrical appliance chain, uh, she was strangled to death, and then they meet the victim's daughter, Chihiro, and the person that discovered the body, who's this old man named, uh, Yoshioka. Uh, they're both shocked when they learn that it's none other than Kogoro Mori here. Um, so, like... Oh, the famous! Yeah, I like how they keep building up his fame. Like, I, I love seeing this progression. Yeah. Uh, we then get a recap of the events as Chihiro left at 9.10 p.m. And then Yoshioka arrived at 9.20, found the body, and then called the police 11 minutes later at 9.31. Uh, Conan then observes that Chihiro has kind of an attitude when she's being questioned by the police. So he finds it odd that she's reacting that way when her mother just died. Although... Oh, fucking weird. Although, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think we should be... I, I think Conan's in the wrong here. Because I don't think you should expect people to grieve in a certain way. I feel like that's a personal thing. Damn. To where... That's some real shit. I didn't think about it. Everybody deals with, you know, grief in a different way. And we don't know their relationships. Maybe she hated her mother, like, which was actually the case here. Um, like, not everybody like, the whole point, though, right? Like, isn't he looking for motive? Yeah, but... I mean, you're right. Don't ever do that. In real life. But that's like, still an assumption just because you hate somebody. I, 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 you do have a point. You do have a good point. But I think you're right. Like, obviously, yeah. yeah. Like We're here to tell you guys case. life lessons. <laughs> on the case reopened. Uh, the time of death is placed between 9.10 and 9.20. The front door wasn't locked when Yoshioka arrived, but all the other doors <coughs> were locked from the inside. So that means that the culprit is one of them that used the front door. Uh, although Takio is not a suspect because of the times. However, Chihiro says that Takio has a motive, as he was going to be sued for bad stock advice that he gave to her mother, which made her lose 300 million yen, Kyle. Could you imagine having 300 million yen to lose? 
I can't imagine having a single yen. I live in America. Uh, 300 million yen is $2,819,000. Jesus. I don't have a cent. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Man. We should take it. Reappropriate it. Yeah, Give it to Conan. Let's invest it in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin. However, the timing doesn't work out for uh, Takio because he was at Baker City at 940. And it takes about 50 to 60 minutes to get there. Um, so before we move on, I want to just kind of get your thoughts on the three potential suspects here. Uh, what, what did you think uh, when you met the daughter, the old man, and then uh, old Takio here? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the daughter was like obviously being set up like too much with her, you know, snarkiness. Like the show tried to like highlight it specifically. And usually whenever they have a character who's like sort of a bitch or a dick, they're not really the one who's the, the murderer, right? Sorry. I can't think of words. My brain's in a giant fog, but as the episode progresses, like my feelings towards everything changed. It went. It was a roller coaster. It went up and down. There was a certain point where I assumed everyone was working together to kill this woman. It's just a. It got wild. Yeah. So like the thing I like suspected from pretty much the get go was that it wasn't actually the mother during the security thing. Um, and I thought it was the daughter, which is kind of like an obvious thing, I guess. But and that's revealed to be the case later on. So I had that picked up, but the thing I couldn't figure out is how that helps her in any way, because, like, it doesn't, like, there's no positive to her, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fake dressing and setting up, like, an alibi of her still being alive. It's not like the brother case, where, like, um, I think this is, like, early on in the first season, where there were, like, the two brothers, and the one guy was playing his dead brother. Do you remember oh, that yes, one? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah there was a really good case. There didn't seem to be much of a an alibi to be set up here. Yeah, so I didn't really, I couldn't figure that out, and I was like, is she? And then I thought maybe she was working with Takio, um, to like, but I couldn't understand why she'd be working with him. So, so was, yeah, that that was what where my head was going. Like I couldn't figure out like why would they work together? Because clearly that guy who ran away, like something's fishy there. Yeah, but, because they mention. Um, Oh, well, I'll just bring it up here. So Yoshioka says that Chihiro has a motive as well as her mother was opposing her marriage to her boyfriend, who's currently in jail. So before, like, I learned he was in jail, I was like, maybe Takio's her boyfriend or something, but that's not the case. Um, uh, Yoshioka also heard that she wanted to borrow money, but was cut off from the family bank account after a spat. Then Chihiro counters by saying that Yoshioka and her mother had a fight at work and that she said that he'll kill her one day. So, everybody wants to kill this bitch. Yeah. Metal. Yeah, like, <laughs> the mother kind of s- seems like she sucks. Yeah, I didn't get it at first until, <clears throat> clearly they explain all the motives and stuff at the end of the episode, but, like, well, when we finally get there, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> Kogoro asks... kill, but yeah. Uh, maybe kill. Um, <laughs> if you can, like, just coolly, like, lose... 300 million yen you have too much money so fair point we, we say eat the rich on this podcast uh physically K- yeah physically cannibalize them yeah K- 
Put their body in the dog food thing, dress up like a pig, and then wee 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 your way into it. Get that content out there. TikToks. Man, so I was, it was brought to my attention recently that there was this German dude, cannibal, um, who met another dude, and like, I guess their fetish was to be like, ate by another dude. Cannibal cafe? Yeah, I think that was it. So yeah, like, I know the story. Explain it, though. Yeah, so this dude signed up on his own volition to get killed and eaten by this other dude over, like, six months. But, uh, like, the craziest thing is that the dude... So first off, before, like, killing the guy, he cut his dick off, and oh, then yeah. he tried to, like, cook it. So he, like, put seasoning on it and shit on his like stove. Like, too chewy, right? Yeah, it was like, too tough for them to eat. <laughs> so, he, and then he, actually eat dick. He, he gave it to his dog, which is probably the worst part of this, because the dog doesn't know any better. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, here, like, if it if you didn't give it to the dog, I would be lining up to, like, free this guy, because it was all consensual, but, um... After he he's he should be in jail forever for like animal abuse after giving it to the dog. So, but Fair. he wasn't caught for like six months later. Mm-hmm. So like the thing that I just find so funny is that this dude was like, every day for dinner he had to be like, huh, am I gonna cook a frozen pizza or like part <laughs> of this arm? Like, could you imagine the dinner planning for that guy? I bet he he probably saved him for like special nights, right? Like, you know, he's sitting around, he's like, oh, it's, it's a random Wednesday, I got work in the morning, like, I'll just, I'll just have a burger, but, you know, on Friday, he's unwinding, he's got a glass of wine, and he's like, listen, I want to, like, have a good orgasm today, and I can't, unless I eat some people, so. You know how some people have, like, Taco Tuesday and stuff, is he like. (laughs) No. Oh, no. Tricep Tuesday or something, you know. Like, God, I hate this. I hate this so what's much. What's he doing there? <laughs> yeah, but the, the, I don't even know how we got on this topic. But uh, oh, you want to hear another morbid story? Speaking yeah, of, go for it. Just... This is a this show centers <laughs> around killing people, so I, I figure these our <laughs> listeners should be okay with it. There was a story from St. Louis recently. You might have heard this that some. Some random guy, like his mom, passed away, so he was like inheriting all of her stuff and clearing out the house. Yeah, this room. And he goes, yeah, okay, so you know, he goes into the freezer and he's like, oh yeah, here's this birthday cake that like my mom's had for like three decades or whatever. Yeah, like a and turns like out, a wedding cake topper, I think. He thought yeah, it was. yeah, and it's just sitting in the back of the freezer. They pull it out and it's it's a dead baby, just sitting there. For yeah, decades. fetus. Yeah, which is like really. Not just terrifying, but really sad. And Did you up. see like the local news video of this? No, because <laughs> the guy's like hilarious. He's like, "I'm not mad. I, <laughs> I just have questions." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh fuck! Could you imagine? Like you grow up thinking your mom's totally, you know, okay. You know, he she's fine, and then he just realized that some shit's been going on that you don't know about. Are you to eat? Put ice cream I'd eat inches away from that. Oh, fuck. God. <laughs> that would ruin me. 
<laughs> Man. Don't put dead babies in your freezer. Dispose of them properly in, in a band. <laughs> Take them to the Best Buy recycling place. Yeah. Thank you. Drop them off with Geek Squad. Don't know what to do. Geek Squad. <laughs> Dude, like, Geek Squad being involved in, like, back alley abortions is, like, the funniest imagery to me. <laughs> I stand abortion. Like, they don't understand. They're like... We're the Geek Squad. We don't know the first thing about dealing with a vagina. I'm sorry. Did you try rebooting it? <laughs> I've, got, I've got this hanger. But there's no <laughs> buttons on it. I don't know what to do with this. I can't even get the software to update. Does it even have software? <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. This episode's taking a turn. Kegger asks why Chihiro is here in the first place. And she says that she was called over to get yelled at by her mother. Meanwhile, Yoshioka arrived for a work meeting. Everyone then rewatches the security camera tape and Conan notices something is wrong when the victim greets the guards. Conan then asks uh, Yoshioka why he went outside at 9.30 to use an outside phone when there are ones inside. Uh, Yoshioka says that he was in shock, and that's why he went to use the cell phone in his car. But Conan then asks a follow-up, by late saying, if you were in shock, why did you just stand ar- around for ten minutes? Didn't seem like you were question. panicking. Yeah. What do you do when you're shocked? Yeah, Conan also uh, points out that he's carrying a file when he goes outside, so Yoshioka is kind of caught here. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing, boy? Uh, and he's like, uh, I didn't kill her, but uh, I was here to <laughs> negotiate this report that she had on me. I was embezzling company funds. Uh like- like, you know, why why would you even mess around if there's a dead body involved? You know, just fucking say it. Well, he said that he hid the report, then called the police, um, and Megary's heard enough. He arrests, he's ready to arrest him, and he begins taking him away. Kiran then checks the body and finds it odd that she was preparing for bed rather than uh, getting ready to have the visitors that were coming over. Ron also says that the body isn't right as her mouth is wide open. There aren't any wrinkles in her facial mask. I liked uh, Ron having a little chance to shine with some deductions here, especially about a more feminine subject of facial. It was masks wonderful that was um, Conan wonderful. wouldn't really be up to speed on. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like you know once you once you realize like oh yeah like f- women know shit that guys don't know sometimes like having her around it's very useful. One day and they'll that- be talking about periods. And that's why we need women on the Geek Squad to help with these abortions. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's true equality in the workplace. That's what we're trying to help out. Come on, Best Buy. <laughs> like, it's just a bunch of Geek Squad guys asking a lady, like, well, where's the button? <laughs> Kenan then figures out the case, and the police are about to move the body, so he has to act fast. He brings up what himself and Ron deduce there, and that she was strangled to death, but the facial mask doesn't have any wrinkles. Police then peel off the mask and find a ton of wrinkles on her face. She's old, um, this mother. Um, It was like a little horrifying when they peeled it off. Yeah, it was, for real. Uh, So this meant that the mask was put on the victim after she was dead. Chihiro then says that she was like this when she arrived, and that the guards saw her like that as well. Uh, They then asked the guards what they saw. And they said that while they saw the mother, they were surprised by her purple-colored lipstick. Um, But then they checked the victim, and she's not wearing any. 
So this shows that Chihiro, who is also wearing purple color lipstick, was posing to be her mother. So I, I'd gotten that part what, correct. What a fucking insane sequence of events. Three people show up to a dead lady's house, and they all try to cover up different things. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, she admits this, but says her mother was already dead when she arrived. She felt that she would have been... So here we get the explanation as to why she did it. She felt that she would have been blamed if she didn't pull this disguise. And then Conan's thinking about all this, and he's like, well, this isn't an alibi trick. It just changed the time of death. Uh, Conan then makes a request to the police officers, and then he learns that something wasn't found, but we're not told this. So this is the one little bit where we don't get the information. Uh, Izumi then gets the okay... Uh, the uh, Takio guy gets the okay to leave, uh, but Conan trips him before he can escape the crime scene, and that's when he notices something in his pant legs, and then he uses his watch to knock out Murray. Uh, so we're about to get the old Kogoro deduction here. Uh, Kogoro then stops him from leaving and says that Takio is actually the real culprit, as Chihiro's trick inadvertently created an alibi for him. Takio asks for evidence, and Kogoro reveals that there's only one contact lens in the victim's left eye. The other one fell out while she was being strangled, and is in the folds of the killer's pants. Meguri checks the guy's pant legs. Show me those pants. He's like, let me see them pants, boy. Um, And this case is closed. What do you think about that twist of Takio, the guy with the firm alibi, actually being the killer? That made sense, especially just with how uh, the other two folks just outrageously were somehow were not involved. Uh, but I thought it was hilarious that the thing that got him was a fucking contact lens that slid into his pant. Like, yeah, like bad luck, man. <laughs> yeah, what are the chances? <laughs> Poor fella. Poor guy. Talking about the with murder. If it wasn't for those kids. Yep. Says he did everything that the victim wanted to. I wanted him to um, while they were in business. But then uh, he got blamed after she lost money. He begged her not to go to court. And then she tried to get him to make his parents sell the land that they own. And that's when he decided to kill her. So, she sucked. Brutal. It's true. She seems like a terrible person. Yeah, even her daughter hated her. Everybody (laughs) that worked. Everybody hates this lady. So nobody's really sad to see her. But you still can't kill people. Uh, after the end of the case, Megary thanks Maury and tells him that his resignation from the police force was a very big loss for them. Kegger is enjoying all the praise and he decides to celebrate by going out to eat again. Ron's like, ah, oh, it'd just be more noodles. And then Kegger defiantly says that he'd never be that cheap. And instead, they're going out for chasu, which is noodles with pork. Hell yeah. So- What's wrong with noodles? Well, they had just gotten noodles at the Chinese restaurant. Weird scene, too, because they're like, Kogoro is like, a, oh, if you want good Chinese, you got to get authentic. And then Conan's like, noodles are noodles. <laughs> they are noodles. Noodles are noodles. Just fucking throwing down Chinese food. Are you dissing? Like a, ouch. So you're disagreeing with Conan here? Hell yeah. Like, I'm not going to get Panda Express. If I want really good Chinese. But what if I told you that noodles are noodles? Fuck, you got me there. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think of that. We get a preview for next week's episode, and we learn that the next Conan's hint is Shogi. Um, Here's a question for you, Kyle. 
Do you think this was an anime original or was this adapted from the manga? Oh, um, let's see. I'm trying to think. This whole episode, I feel like, wrapped up towards the end. There was a lot of material here. So, based on that, I'm going to say it's from the manga. Incorrect. This was an anime original. I get it wrong every time, man. It's not fair. This just sucks. (laughs) And just wait until... We've we've got Soju tracking this stuff down each week. <laughs> Fifty facts from the manga. <laughs> uh, next up is episode four. Oh, sorry, I don't want to skip long. What do you think of the episode? I thought it was really good. I thought, um, yeah, I thought the murder was clever, um, especially for an anime original. Like, I really enjoyed yeah. this. It kept me on my toes quite a bit, uh, especially for an anime original. You're right. I think uh, I think the case was interesting. Um, I think the only disappointment is just because, you know, there it, there wasn't a whole lot of character stuff there. But, you know, I think, you know, you come to Conan for the different flavors and this gave you this gave a different flavor. So. Yeah. And like, even though there wasn't like a ton of character moments, we still had some fun little like interactions. We had Ron, you know, using her feminine right. wiles or whatever, showing her off for knowledge. We had Kagura with some funny moments of being a cheap uh, asshole. So yeah, some good stuff here. Hell yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise. I remembered episode 46, though. I was like, because I messaged you. I was like, oh, one of these episodes we're going to watch. I remember this being a banger. Oh, and, this was the one? Yeah, this was the one I remembered. The Alpine Hut in the Snowy Mountain Murder Case. This originally aired February 3rd, 1997. We're nearing my birthday. Really? Yeah, I'm a February birthday. Oh, that's so, exciting. We should We should do something. What, when the show hits my fake birthday? Yeah, like, we'll, we'll pretend that it was your birthday in 97. How old well, would you have been? I would have been four. Hell yeah, happy I don't know, I would have been five, sorry. My mask. Oh, shit. No. Well, happy fifth birthday. That's a big deal. Yeah, five? but we're going to be off, because the way these this, these shows are, because we'll do the 10th and the 17th, my birthday's on the 18th. So, so close, Damn. but yet so far Still worthy away. of celebrating. Uh... This episode starts with Ron and Conan joyfully skiing, which is a sight we don't usually see. Although, uh, we will get to see them on, like, snow resorts quite a few times throughout the series. So, Is that a big thing in Japan? I guess, because, like, one of the movies based around skiing, and then there's a couple yeah. other cases, I think, where they go skiing. So, This is yeah. how Kogoro spends all his money. But then again, I'm talking about, like, a few cases from, like, 20 years of this show going on so maybe it's not as constant as i think like maybe he skateboards just as much i can definitely remember some uh winter sports activities and stuff didn't they host the winter olympics recently the normal olympics right the summer no no no. but didn't they have oh that's coming up they held the 1998 winter olympics in nagano oh just a year away Oh, and so this was a year prior, so maybe there you go. Maybe they're getting hyped. Maybe they're getting ready for the Olympic spirits here. So, yeah, I know my Olympic knowledge. Hell yeah. Good job. I'm proud of you. And then, let's see. After that was Salt Lake City, 2002. Then we had Turin, Italy, 2006. Welcome to our Winter Olympics podcast. (laughs) Vancouver in 2010. Do you remember what 2014 was, Kyle? Uh, uh, 
Is that when it was in Korea? <laughs> it was in Russia. Oh, okay. Okay. Sochi. So, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 2018 yeah. was in South Korea. Do you know how to say it? There we go. Yeah. yeah. That was it, the year I did not watch. <laughs> it was Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang? Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. And My mom Beijing in 2022. Or 20, yeah, 2022. Uh, oh, we got even 2026 is already decided. That's going to be in Milano, Cortina, Italy. So... <laughs> I thought Cortina was the country. Oh, well. Like, oh, shit. Never heard of it. Did you know that the 2028 Summer Olympics are going to be back in Los Angeles? I did not know that. There you go. So, 2028. Yeah. Nine years from now, we'll have to... We'll still be doing this show. Doing so. this show. So put, put that date on it. We'll make sure to do our 2028 <laughs> LA Olympic special from Conan. Love it. Man, we are really in the long haul for this. <laughs> And we hope our lovely listeners stay with us. Oh God, yeah. Are we gonna bell curve real hardcore on this? What if, what if this show keeps growing and in a decade, we're like <clears throat> cool guys. We're like a we're we're next to Mark Marin on the top. Yeah, what's what's really shirt. great about us getting a listenership is I have zero knowledge or know how how to like successfully monetize this show since it's not like we can just do like extra episodes on patreon with like the way the stuff um just with the like format of the show so uh we're never gonna make a cent off this decade <laughs> plus endeavor so casper mattresses are gonna show up in there and we'll just be like i ah, we don't know how to make it work we'll, we'll just have to keep using long wood or long yep. what is it big wood big wood yeah big wood our only sponsors Shout awesome. out the big wood. Uh, so yeah, we see them skiing, and then they uh, Kogre, uh, Conan and Ron then ask Kogro if he's going to join in. He's he's just sitting on the side there smoking like a cool guy. Smoking's cool, right? Um, let's uh, uh, that's yeah. going to be my answer. Well, I mean, here it's a big controversy now. Because, like, Netflix is like, oh, we're going to cut out smoking in our original content and all this bullshit. But here's the facts. Smoking cigarettes makes you look like a cool guy. You know who else smokes? Kiryu from Yakuza. And yeah, but he's from the 80s. Here's some censorship. Yakuza <laughs> 3, in the Japanese <laughs> image, he's smoking a cigarette in the title screen. Now... Yakuza 3 remastered in both Japan and America. They photoshopped out the cigarette. So he's just standing there looking stoically when he was originally smoking a cigarette. So Why didn't they just turn it into weed? Yeah, that would have been way much better. Especially in Japan. Hell yeah. Which Tilly doesn't have backwards <laughs> drug laws or anything. Fucking firing a voice actor for doing drugs, but... Jeez. Pedos are cool. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Kogra's smoking um, a cigarette, and he says that he just wants to take in the clear sky before he goes skiing. And then Ron pushes him down the course, and then he <laughs> hilariously crashes into a tree. So you get a, a little, little bit, bit of slapstick. A little bit of slapstick humor there, which is a good way, good way to start off this episode. Uh, they then arrive at their rental cabin, and Kogaru reveals that he dropped the key for it. 
He blames Ron and Conan for horsing around and says he'll have to call the manager and get a spare. However, there's no phone booth nearby. Uh, the lodge by them is under construction, and the ski buses have already left. Ron suggests getting help uh, from a nearby lodge, but Kogoro doesn't want to deal with those rich losers and goes to break into his own cabin. Uh, Hell yeah, comrade. That's when a surgeon named Uyama Masashi recognizes Kogoro. He's a big fan of him. He's like, oh, I read your cases all the time in the newspaper. And he says, why don't you come back to my lodge up here? So Conan gleefully deals with the rich loser once he actually is a fan of his. Uh, disappointing. I don't know. I'd suck up to any rich person that like wanted to give me money or like feed me. I was about to say, what if it was just like, come on in for some dinner? Yeah, yeah. I'll what take if it turned out to be like a... Haven't you seen Hannibal? Well, as long as like I get to eat part of my dick before they give it to the <laughs> dog, I'm fine with it. Then it's consensual? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Conan and Ron introduce themselves to the man, and Kegura compliments him on the lions that decorate his doors. Uyama then cryptically responds, All I wanted was a horse, but I guess you can't always get what you want. And Kegura's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess horses are cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I guess horses are cool. Uh, a woman named Nakahara then arrives with groceries, and the group of doctors gather around to eat. And then we get the the big introduction to all these characters that will never again be relevant. Uh, we meet <laughs> Kanazawa, who uh, has learned under Uyama for years. Uh, Tabita, who's a younger student who just transferred to Toto University three years ago. And then a, a younger woman named Azumi, who reveals that Uyama's thesis on intestinal cancer is the talk of the medical community. Uh, Nakahara then says that she forgot to buy snacks, and that she'll go get some from a convenience store at the foot of the mountain. Azumi says she wants chips. Tabita wants dried cuttlefish. Uyama likes ice cream. And then Kanazawa wants a salad. Let's talk about this dried cuttlefish. Um, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with Tabita? Isn't cuttlefish, like, um, one of the ones that'll kill you? I don't know, is it? Like, you got to have it prepared correctly. Cuttlefish. Like, who just snacks on dried fish? Is that, is that That's like, a big thing a, in Asia. Yeah, like, is that a big... Tons of snacks are, like, just dried fish. Is that a thing you're into? Uh... I've had it before. Like, it tastes like just a salty snack. Like, it, it doesn't taste like fish, really. I guess, like, people eat pork rinds and stuff, and that's probably weird. That's true. We eat balls, you know? Like, testicle festivals. Whoa, what are you eating? you never seen those sort of billboards? Maybe it's because I live in Missouri. We have, like, whole festivals to eat balls of animals. Nah, yeah, that's not a thing here. <laughs> Alright, here's some information on cuttlefish as food courtesy of wikipedia cuttlefish are caught for food in the uh, mediterranean east asia the english channel and elsewhere in east asia dried shredded cuttlefish is a popular snack food in the uh king dynasty uh manual of chinese gastronomy the something something the row of the cuttlefish is considered difficult to prepare but a sought after delicacy uh, hmm. Did you know, Kyle, that cuttlefish are quite popular in Europe? For example, in Northeast Italy, they are used in risotto al nero di sepia, which is risotto with 
cuttlefish ink. <laughs> you sound so proud of yourself. <laughs> like, did you know? Like, you knew this information before? I did! <laughs> and did so you know that they often make black pasta, which is made out of using cuttlefish ink? Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Like, I've seen that before. Uh, cuttlefish ink was also formerly an important dye called sepia, but uh, nowadays uh, most artificial dyes have replaced the natural sepia. So, I guess that's like where they get uh, sepia tone. Yeah, I was about to ask. Like, is that related? Yeah, probably. I assume so. Yep, sepia tone. Yep. Damn, I'm so good. I'm so knowledgeable. <laughs> All these facts I bring to this podcast. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, she leaves at eight fifty eight to go get these stacks for everybody, and then Uy- Uzama. All right, is it Uyama? I had a typo there. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, I did have a typo. My bad. <laughs> I can't read. Uyama runs off to his room in order to watch a popular drama that he enjoys. Uh, Tabita then leaves to go night skiing, and says he'll be back by eleven. And then Kanazawa says he'll take a bath. Uh, then we have a kind of a funny scene where Conan asks if they ever got the spare key, but Ron forgot the call, so they're just going to stay at that lodge for the night, so everything works out. Um, I have a question for you, Kyle. Yes? Are you much of a, a sportsman of no. the winter variety? Did you ever go <laughs> Hard skiing? Hard no. I've been skiing before. Like uh, I have family that lives over in, uh, in Colorado Springs, so we would go visit them, and they love skiing and shit. I tried snowboarding first because I thought that would be easier. I had maybe the worst time in my life. Like, I just kept sliding and falling down, like, the whole way. Well, ski, you can do the, what, like, crisscross to slow down. Yeah, I tried. I tried that as well. It was easier than the snowboarding, but uh, similarly, I just had a fucking bad time. So I was just like, I think I was 14, 15, and I was just sad and sitting in, like, this lobby while like everyone's having fun on this mountain, my whole family's out there, and I'm just it sounds like there, me like, like ice skating because I'm bad at <laughs> ice skating. I yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm bad at everything. I'm bad at everything because it's like I can go out there, but I'm just gonna fall a bunch and look like a dumbass. So I'm just gonna move around and like walk around the arcade that I don't have money for. Fuck, <sighs> that's relatable. <laughs> we then see Yama totally engrossed and watching this drama, which is like like a romance drama and these. It's forbidden love. It's really good shit. Um, and then we see his window gets opened. And then the intruder attacks him. Meanwhile, Nakahara and Tabita both return at 10 o'clock after the snowstorm hits. Kanazawa then returns from his bath. And he learns that the salad he wanted was sold out. And so was the ice cream. Uh, it cuts back to Oyama, who is bleeding from a bunch of cuts. And he's gagged with a rope. Kind of looks like one of those terrible TikTok fetish videos that the oh pig guy would make um, got dark. he vows to leave a dying message that Koguro the great detective will be able to use um, and then he's like so confident that Koguro will be able to save the day and understand this and then immediately it cuts to Koguro who's <laughs> drunkenly fall- fell on asleep it's just Man. hilarious all this that hope. This man's last breath. <laughs> this is how he passes away. Yeah, he's like, man, Kegger's got my back at least. Um, this is a really good sequence, though. I really liked it. Because we never really get to see somebody in their last moments like this, right? Yeah, I really in- 
great use. Um, I love just how these scenes were put together and it was cutting between the two areas. Like this was really well directed. Yeah. Uh, after the clock hits 11 o'clock, they go to check on Uyama and that's when they find him dead in the room with a knife sticking in his back. Uh, the following commotion blood wakes everywhere. up. Oh yeah. Blood all over the place. Um, the commotion then wakes up Kogoro and he tells them not to mess with the crime scene any, despite being extremely hungover. I just love <laughs> seeing Kogoro like, it's a reaction for him, you know, being a detective and after being on the force. So like, even though he's like in the worst state to be doing this, he's still pro, which I like seeing. Hilarious. Uh, Ron calls the cops, uh, but she says that the police won't be here for a while due to the snowstorm. Kegoro checks Uyama's safe nearby and finds it scratched up. And that's when he believes that the murderer was after money. However, Conan notices an odd blood trail, a splatter on the table, and he finds it odd that the victim is sitting up. So Conan's not so sure about that. He then looks at the tablecloth, and it reveals that the victim had made a dying message using his blood um, and his and his ropes. So it's kind of cool that, despite being um, tied up, he was still smart enough to be able to use his own blood, which was, you know, like you said, everywhere, and then, you know, put it on the ropes and then, you know, paint with it, basically. So, like, very smart dude. It reminds me of that, uh, God, I can't remember which case it was, but somebody wrote something in the dirt, and and whoever murdered them or one of the culprits, I forget, it was very confusing, but, like... Oh, yeah, I think it was, like, the, the drama, message. like, the TV drama yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And, like, knowing that, like, uh... That sort of stuff happens in Conan a lot, where people who are dying are trying to leave a message, and that's part of the case. But, like, being able to be there when it's going through that guy's head, like, that was really interesting. Kirger then says that the killer entered by smashing the window and that they silenced the sound using duct tape. He then finds tracks outside and bops Conan on the head for going, hmm, which I love. (laughs) I love when, yeah, he's like, don't hmm me. He then asks the rest of the doctors to examine the body for him. Tabita remarks that his gold watch is all bloodied up. And then they estimate the time of death being between 9.30 and 10. So that's why he was watching the show. Uh, he has multiple wounds and he died after being stabbed in the lungs. It was very painful and it took about 15 minutes for him to die out. What a terrible way to go out, Kyle. That's crazy. Kenan then remarks how cool Oyama's watch is. <laughs> I love when Conan has to act like a dumbass kid to right. get these clues out because he's like, ooh, look at this shiny watch. And he says that he's lucky that the... This, he says that this guy that just died is lucky. He's oh, he's so lucky because the, rich. the murderer didn't steal it. Kegura then puts it together that if the murderer was after money, they wouldn't leave that um, his watch behind. And But he dismisses it saying that the killer must be a total moron. He's so close. Kogoro is so close. I mean, he's drunk. He is drunk. Uh, Kenny then convinces Kogoro after mentioning that the footstep pattern outside um, doesn't seem natural because normally the killer would observe the room before breaking in. It's almost like they knew he was going to be alone during this time. Kogoro then says that scratching the safe was all camouflage and that the murderer knew he'd be alone. So that means the killer's one of the four doctors there. So... Things are getting real here. Kogoro asks for everybody's alibis. And we learn that Nakahara was buying groceries and came back at 9.50. She says it's a 40 minute round trip to drive to the bottom of the mountain to the store. 
Tabita went night skiing, and it's also a 40-minute round trip. He then shows his lift ticket, proving he was there, so he has the most tight alibi of anybody. Azumi says she was washing the dishes and that Ron and Conan can confirm it. She was only gone for three minutes to take out trash, so she's seemingly cleared as well. And then Kanazawa says that he was in the bath for an hour, so he doesn't really have much of an anime. Or anime. Much of an <laughs> alibi. Badass. <laughs> he ain't no anime fan. He ain't no anime fan. He ain't no weeb. Conan examines a lighter that he finds on the sofa, and it's covered with blood. But the sofa itself's not bloody, which means it was tossed there. He's able to place it on on the tablecloth, and that's when he figures out who the murderer is. So that's a... Did you have any clue who the murderer was at this point? No, uh, this one had me going for a loop for a lot of it. Um, I don't know, do, do we want to get into it, or do we want Conan to explain it? Cause... We'll let Conan explain it, but uh, yeah, I had... I remembered who did it, but the first time I watched it, I had zero clue and the mm. way that like he determines this answer is like so such a foreign concept like literally for us a foreign concept yeah yeah um that like my brain would have never put this together Kenan uh tranquilizes Koguro and begins his deduction he says that the two people without alibis are Nakahara and Kanazawa he says that Nakahara actually bought a number of snacks in advance and then took people's orders she drove a short distance away came back and then murdered Uyama. She asks for evidence, and he says that his dying message proves it. He has them place the tablecloth on the table, and he reminds them that he died on his knees. He says that all five of the doctors had the same kanji in their names as the pieces in Shogi, except for the knight, which is the horse. So remember, you know, at the very beginning of the episode, when he's talking about the lions, he's like, oh, I wish I had a horse. That's the one thing he doesn't have. Um, oh, that's what that was about. I yep. didn't even think about that. Wow, I feel dumb. <laughs> Ron then places the lighter on the tablecloth, and it's in this spot where the rook starts, um, which is like the little castle. Uh, Nakahara has the same kanji in it as the rook, so that means Nakahara is the murderer. Uh, she says it could just be an accident, um, but Kegura reveals that she knocked it off and tried to toss the lighter away after the blood had dried. She then interrupts Kogoro explaining why she didn't have salad or ice cream and admits to the murder. She says that she respected him like a father and that uh, he actually stole her thesis about intestinal cancer. She wrote it. She wrote it, uh, you know, in memory of her father who died from the disease. That was the entire reason she became a doctor. The final straw was when he said that nobody would believe that she did came up with a thesis and that people would only take it seriously within the medical community if it came from him. She then hatched this plan for the trip, but didn't ever consider that he'd come up with a dying message. She then says that Kegaro made one mistake because she did buy ice cream, but it actually melted inside her car after she started thinking about her father. She says, I was caught by the ice cream that the man ordered. It's absurd. So... Yeah, kind of a sad ending here where, once again, the guy that died, piece of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, the, but, what a turn, too. Like, I never would have expected that he was so shitty. Because the whole episode, he seemed like a really nice guy. And everyone liked him, at least apparently. And even she liked him until this. Because she said <laughs> right. that he was like a father to her. Um, right. and 
it doesn't justify it by any means because I feel like a cosign from him will do just as much as like having his name on it. Right. Yeah. Like you can tell medical... that like he was trying to steal the fucking glory. Yeah. So I don't want to. I do think there's a point to where like if his name's attached, it's going to be taken more seriously. Which um definitely like yeah, it's a valid. There, there's point. a discussion to be had about like the sexism in the workplace here, but yeah, it's also yeah. Like, that's a, he's still bad. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's using that to his advantage. Yeah, so that sucks. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I thought this was a really smart way to like the case. It just makes a lot of sense, you know, how she bought all those stacks in advance and had them in the car. So that's how right. she planned her. I love that bit case. about the ice cream. Yep, because it's a small detail, but she's like, yeah. man. So there's a bunch of ice cream in a car if they search that. <laughs> it's all, all melted and shit. Yeah. They make her I've... sit in it. <laughs> what kind of fucking weird fetish is that? <laughs> Why does it got to be a fetish? Though. I was just thinking like, yeah, fucking go sit in it while we take you to the police station. You're like, yeah, let's sit in that. All right. Mm. You watch after, too many TikToks. <laughs> after the ending song, we see Conan and Kogoro playing Shogi, which is, for the record, if you don't know what Shogi is, it's basically chess, but um, like a Japanese version of it. I'm not... Ex- sure exactly how it works but they have the same pieces because they use like yeah. knights and rooks yeah. so i'm not sure what the difference is uh conan loses but then he explains that sometimes there are things that don't seem out of place but if you change your perspective you'll understand it kagura then looks at the pieces from above which spell out baka <laughs> so which, which means stupid and then he gets angry and starts to chase conan i love how they're just like oh here's this woke little message to walk away with and they're just like Fuck you, Kogoro. <laughs> yeah, so I thought the mystery was really good here. I thought the ending was hilarious. Um, I love seeing Kogoro just drunk. Like, yeah, but still, nice. like, taking his duties seriously. Um, I thought this was a really enjoyable episode. Um, you know, the kind of emotional ending there with the, the guy stealing the, all of her, her, her whole life's work that was dedicated to her late father. So, right. like... World got punched there. Oh, this was a really good episode. I agree. Yeah. I feel like a, if I was explaining what Conan was as a show to someone, like this would be a really good example of like what the show encapsulates. So, do you think this is an anime original or oh God. <laughs> from that hack, Geshe Oyama? It's a, it's a manga adaptation. You're correct. Fuck, ah, okay. I had no reason. I just was so, like, okay. <laughs> we had one anime episode, one manga episode. I thought both were good today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had two bangers. And then we get a preview for next week's episode, which is Cap. That's the next kind of scent. Like hat, right? I believe so. Yeah. I don't remember what it actually was, but... Uh, I, loved, I just love right. the guy's voice, you know? Oh, next yeah. It's Conan's hat. Yeah, it is Cap. Like a hat, because... We're meeting a very important character next time we're Oh, shit. So. Oh, wait, no. That's not even the thing. Sorry. It's... <laughs> but I think False it is a hat. Setups. Yeah. False setups. I got excited for a different person's hat. Um, <laughs> they were previewing the sports club murder case, which is next episode. So oh, next week we'll be back with not two episodes, but three episodes, but two cases. We've got the sports club murder case. And then a two-parter, which is the Diplomat 
murder case. Uh, the homie Soju will be back as a host going forward, hopefully, um, next week. And then one of you guys, a listener, reached out to us, um, asked to be a guest for this episode. So as long as they don't cancel, we should have a guest next week. So that's very exciting. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I still can't believe it. And we're finally having some female representation on the show. Which, uh, they can help us been... out with solving cases. Yeah, they'll teach us about... What did she teach them? Oh, facial masks. Yeah, we need that info. Have you ever had a facial mask on? No. See? I want to try one of those charcoal ones that like hurts when you take it off, just because I think it'd be funny. Do you just want to feel pain? Yeah. I want to feel something. <laughs> um, Kyle, where can people find you on the Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Spirit and Soul, Soul like the city, so S E O U L. Are you still locked? I'm still locked. All right, but you, you can follow. request me at Tyler Trace. That's true. Uh, and then what's, what's follow the show's Twitter? Case underscore reopened has links to all of us in the Homie Soju's account. Um, so yeah, give that a follow. Tweet from there. Um, but yeah, I want to before we get off the air here. This is my, our, our favorite rambling spot. Um, I want to thank everybody for their support. We had a crazy week from views. We had our biggest first week for an episode ever. And we eclipsed like the total number of downloads in a week that we've ever done. So The growth has been insane to watch. Yeah, because we, we would have been happy with like five people listening. Yeah, I, I don't know why anyone's listening. <laughs> now we're getting like 60 downloads a day and it's shocking. All across the world too. Yeah, it's insane. And this, you just wanted to get to this part where I start name dropping <laughs> all these places I don't know. Yeah, get it. There's some place called Jakarta, which is is in, that Indonesia? Yep, Indonesia. Yeah, it's the capital of Indonesia. That I didn't know. <laughs> Shout out Jakarta. Uh, this also looks like Indonesia. Kadari. Shout out to them. We got some Australian people. We got Adelaide. Ooh. Blacktown. Black Melbourne. Town. Uh, shout out to Santiago, which is in Chile. Uh, Bogota. I don't know where that is. Bogota. Yeah, that's in Colombia. That's the capital of Colombia. Oh, shout out sweet. to Colombia. We have Santa Ana, but that's like in a middle America. Is it middle? What? Latin America country. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking? The what, Midwest? what do we call like, uh, <laughs> Central America? Oh, yeah, Central America. Okay. Middle America. <laughs> We're very worldly. Um, you know, shout out to Anchorage, Alaska. Shout out to the homies in Milan. Uh, Bilbao. Bilbao. Fez. Yeah. I don't even know where they... Shout out to the people in Ramallah. Where's that? Ramallah. Palestine. Oh, whoa, sick. Yeah, shout out to them. We had 23 downloads there. 23? Yeah, I think somebody just downloaded all of our episodes, so we appreciate the support. Damn, we got a fan. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, shout out to the new newcomer. Hit us up. Yeah, email us. You can either email me, tylertrees at gmail.com. D- our DMs are open at the show. You can DM, or you can just tweet at us. We, we'll, we'd love to hear from you guys. Seriously, um, yes. Like, tell us about your country, how you watch Conan. We'll read it on the air. Love hearing about that stuff. 
Um, and then, of course, if you want to be on the show, like next week, we have somebody. Um, let us know. Maybe we can work something out with the, the times and stuff. But we'd love to have other people on uh, and you know talk about Conan for an hour. It's always fun. That's why we do this show. And uh, one more. Uh, shout out to Coventry. Which is... Coventry. Coventry. Learning uh, so much from this That's show. in the West Midlands of England. West Midlands of Did England. Did you know that it's historically a part of Warwickshire? I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> and Coventry's the ninth largest city in England. Fuck. The 12th largest... I love largest Lord of the Rings. <laughs> ...in the United Kingdom. Hey, that was filmed in New Zealand. That's true. Uh, did you know that Coventry's 19 miles south, east southeast of Birmingham? How far away is it from uh, Middle Earth? Well, it's 94 miles from London, which is basically... Oh, you know what? Here's a fun fact. Coventry basically is Middle Earth because it's the most central city in England, being only 11 miles south-southwest of the country's geographical center in uh, Leicestershire. Wow, you just knew that off the top of your I head. I just knew this. Wow. <laughs> Did you know that in December 7th of 2017, the city won the title of the UK City of Culture? That after I did beating, know. They I beat, did know. How, how could anyone else win, you know? They beat Paisley, Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> Don't laugh. Swansea and Sunderland. How do you name something Stoke-on-Trent? You can't put dashes in your city name. What about that really long uh, city name? That's in Wales. Oh my you know God. what I'm talking about? Stoke-on-Trent. Boros, Newcastle under Lyme. Which under is a, Lyme? Yeah, local government district. It's under named Lyme? after its main settlement, Newcastle under Lyme. What does that mean? Castle. It sounds like a drink. I'm assuming it was like some old dude named Lyme used to roll it. You have tried Newcastle. Oh, now yeah, try present- Newcastle under Lyme. <laughs> <laughs> the present town is originally a Roman settlement in the middle ages there was a large castle there owned by john of gaunt in a major medieval market so isn't gaunt like a disease that's gout oh that's right that's when you eat too much meat bobby hill had it in a king of the hill (laughs) did he really yeah he because he was eating um like uh what is it like cow it's a cow meat um like baby cows oh uh now I'm blanking on it. Baby cow meat. <laughs> How's it name? Vil. He was eating Vil oh, constantly. Vil. Okay. And yeah, then yeah. his girlfriend Connie was like begging him. She's like, Bobby, it's either me or the Vil. <laughs> and so he keeps eating the Vil. <laughs> and then he gets one of those scooters <laughs> that like the fat people use at Walmart, and he's riding around in it. And he's like, Connie, please take me back. <laughs> I may have gout, but I can still move. And then they have like the high school dance, like the middle high school dance that week. So he he uses the thing and he comes, he crashes the dance to win Connie back while he has gout. God, good show. (laughs) Fucking hell, we should do a rewatch of that show. We've already got enough (laughs) stuff to watch. Well, maybe down the line. King of the, maybe that will be our Patreon. <laughs> That's the Patreon. Explicit. Yeah. If you liked Conan, how about a totally unrelated show? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for our, our 
backdoor pilot episode of a King of the Hill <laughs> rewatch podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Show. Bye. Bye.